welcome to Ascension Day, a Warhammer 40k podcast focusing on the Gene Stealer cult faction. My name is Gabe, and I'm going to be your host for this evening. Uh, today's episode is going to be a state of cult episode focusing on statistics and some of the builds uh, from the last 30 days or so. Um, before we start out, we do have a Discord that you can join, which will be posted in the show notes below. Uh, this Discord will have premium channel options that will allow uh, those who subscribe to have access to uh, premium-only channels, including a list submission channel that will allow you to uh, submit lists for review on State of Cult. Uh, episodes. Alrighty. Well, thanks again for joining this evening. So, uh, overall, right now, uh, GSC in the meta, um, doing okay. <laughs> uh, we are f- within the Games Workshop level of uh, what's considered balanced. It's currently uh, sitting at a 48% win rate, according to StatCheck.com. Uh, StatCheck is primarily where we're going to be going, getting most of our stats from. Um, it's the uh, it's the community I'm most associated with, uh, and uh, just talking with the guys who run it, they're all great, and they um, they really have a good understanding of. Um, where to pull data and how to apply that data to actually give you a good look into the uh, into the meta. So, um, yeah, 48% win rate uh, currently, and this is based off of uh, this, this is based off the uh, the Leviathan 1.5 codex, which includes the uh, Necrons codex and the Admet codex. Um, and uh, based off of what we're the uh, information we're gonna be pulling from uh, from BCP, you know it's GSC currently seem to be doing okay into the middle of the pack. Um, start to struggle once they get to like um, Black Templars, Krons, uh, and then obviously uh, CSM and uh, and Eldari. Though. Um, Eldari, we still have a decent win rate into, which you know makes sense. We kind of get to uh, get to get around um, some of those uh, Eldari shenanigans. Uh, so real quick, uh, just based off of the stat check matchup matrix, um, going down the line, um, 50% win rate currently into sisters. Uh, you know that makes sense you know t3 single wound bodies fighting t3 single wound bodies obviously sisters have uh, a lot of access to good flamers uh to some some uh decent uh outflank and and um deep strike potential uh that kind of matches our outflank and deep strike um Obviously, arcoflagellants are just a—they're uh, <laughs> just a pain to get through. Um, I mean, that's really 
that's really any any army that's uh, it's, if you have a good answer into Arco flags, you usually have a good answer into anything else that Sisters brings. Uh, but you know, fifty percent I'd say is pretty good. Um, again, a lot of this data is based off the little amount of games that uh, GSC have. So everything you know. Everything said, you kind of have to take with a grain of salt. Also, uh, stat check does only look at uh, five round events with, I think, 25 players or more. Um, so stuff like RTTs are not going to be part of the data that's given, which makes sense. Uh, RTTs are very much based on the local meta, so... Uh, if you're um, if you're a pretty good player and you take Admech uh, to a place that's not really consistent with having a good uh, with having a good meta, um, that's that's really going to cause the data to fluctuate and uh, not be uh, not be super accurate. So yeah, uh, you know all stats um, for GSC definitely take with a grain of salt. Um, but going forward, uh, 33% win rate into custodies. That makes sense. Uh, custodies are very hard nut for us to crack. Uh, custodies, you need, you need continuous damage and pressure, which really isn't part of the current, uh, MO of the current GSC meta. Uh, Admech, uh, only one game at Admech, which was a, which was a loss, a 69% loss. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I can see that, uh, especially if they're bringing the, uh, was it the Hunter cohort where essentially everything has stealth, <laughs> you know, it's the same problem that's, uh, that we face going into, uh, going to death guard. Um, you know, I, this is the uh, first episode that I'm uh, that I'm recording, but I will uh, definitely be putting out more episodes with guests that involve specific meta matchups. Um, they uh, at the time of recording, you know, here on the 14th of January, 2024, um, the balanced data slate is a couple weeks away. Um, so uh, that meta is sure to shift, especially the top end, I imagine, is going to be coming coming down a bit. Um, so after that, we'll kind of get more into like individual matchups. Um, but yeah, back to Admech, makes sense. I mean, it, the, the chicken walkers are actually not bad. T7, seven wounds with stealth, um, with access to all the really good stratagems that the hunter cohort has um that can surprisingly be a bad kind of a wacky matchup for us um personally i did play into an admech at rtt i just went to and he went more of the catafron breachers um and i believe he took the data some conclave which kind of gets those catafrons juiced up and actually was a decent game into uh, uh, I ended up taking that win um, 
and that's just because you know it that's that's such a good target for our acolytes to hit but i think if uh if admic were to go more msu maybe not rely on the cataphrons as much you know we could definitely get some struggle into that um so five games into eldari uh for the next matchup at a 60 percent win rate see i i think i think our game into eldari is fine um i think you ignore the wraith guard you focus on literally everything else uh eldari is one of the few factions where neophyte melee is is scary to them um especially if there's a primus wrapped up in there as well so um now as eldari meta changes i think as wraith guard go away as uh night spinners go away you know uh pending the balance status slate um this could change um i think uh i think you know msu spiders and uh shadow specters could definitely be a headache for us and you know i've gotten to play into some of those games that are a bit more msu a lot more like small squad just running around the map that that was you know it, at that get point it became a skill matchup it was just uh, who's gonna have better drops who's gonna have the uh the better positioning um and just honestly the better roles and better overwatch is pretty much how that uh that game shakes out but you know still have a game in eldari which is great we can still one of the few factions at the top we can punch into um 66 percent ruin into asha militarum um yeah uh guard again t3 single wound models uh if they go you know if they go a bunch of lehman russes that's that can be annoying two up saves are a thing but depending on it if you're bringing the ample amount of uh acolytes if you and this would be a case of i think aberrant's doing very well just able to ping pong off of tanks um i think uh i don't think this should be too much of a of an issue in a game black templars uh seven games um or sorry two games uh 75 percent win rate 75% win rate after two games. I'm not sure. Um, I think Black Templars are very scary. Uh, <laughs> uh, they... I think that matchup, at least from what I experienced, is the Sword Brethren can just punch your can just punch your aberrants in the face if you are bringing aberrants they can just destroy them without with and i one of the few single units that can actually just wipe aberrants just because they're able to give them plus one damage which makes feel no pains just not as fun anytime you roll three three ones twos or threes uh that's just a dead aberrant so you know i and they have enough attacks you know they have access to sustain they have access to plus one to wound uh lance if they do go gladius so and then also if they go like iron storm then now you're dealing with uh dreadnoughts right 
Redemptor Dreads with two up armor save. Table of link damage. Um, so, yeah, I think I think just lack of a lack of games and data for the Black Templar matchup is kind of what's propping that up. Um, I think as we get a little bit more data in, we're going to see that change. Um, Blood Angels, Chaos Demons, there's not even any data current for that. 0% um, win rate off of three games into Chaos Knights. Yeah, uh, Chaos Knights, so I, my other faction is Chaos Knights, and I remember even at the beginning of 10th edition, never having a problem. I never had a problem with GSC in 10th, I didn't have a problem with GSC in 9th. And now as a GSW player, I, I can see why. Because um, a single a single brigand is just has everything everything good against against our army. Um, the it's chain cannon is strength six, AP one that goes up to AP two. Uh, if it's the closest eligible target. Um, so hitting on twos, wounding on twos, it's Havoc, hits on twos, wounds on threes, uh, if it has line of sight, plus blast, and if it's the closest eligible, it's also getting AP minus one. So it can, whew, uh, they just have, CK has all of the answers. Um, you know, GSC, we have a great, way of blowing up a couple of tough things but an army of tough things is very difficult um i don't see that necessarily going away if this is just my guess uh until we get a codex um or if we are able to just play the oc game with uh, Catachans and Chimeras and all this other tech that a lot of people are experimenting with, which we will uh, take a look at once we get into the lists. But yeah, CK definitely, definitely one I would say if you're um, if you're getting ready for a GT, that is a uh, that's a matchup you want to really study. You want to really um, get some reps into. Um, as GSC, I've only gotten one game. I've only gotten one win, and I was able to just ping pong aberrants, just charge charge a dog, consolidate, pile in, you know, uh, or pile in in such a way to kill the dog, then consolidate onto another dog, and and just uh, focus, <laughs> being able to have them force them to focus on the aberrants. You know, GSC do not have a way to fall back and shoot. So if you tag them up, that's huge. Um, especially if you tag them up with uh, units like Abbeys that um, that uh, are very hard to kill. And um, you know, G or um, CK do have. They do have some, uh, you know, the Carnivore does have a good stat line into Abbeys. Hitting them on twos, winning them on threes with the Slaughter Claw. Six attacks. Every attack that goes through is just going to wound, and it's D6 plus two damage. So it's going to take some creativity. Definitely going to take some creativity. But, you know, more to come.
more to come on that. Uh, CSM 0% winning rate with a average score differential of negative 29. Only one game showing here, but that's that's going to be expected. <laughs> uh, um, CSM just are a they are a problem for a lot of armies. A lot of armies do not have an act, do not have a real consistent answer to them, which is why they're the best army in the game. Um, Dark Angels, 100% uh, win rate to Dark Angels, showing based off of the two games that have been recorded. Um, I think with any Marine faction, um, well, I shouldn't say that. Black Templars, you know, they do have the ability to take their own Black Templar specific um, specific sub-faction detachment. Uh, Dark Angels really don't see them. I think uh, they're either taking Gladius or Vanguard. Um, depending on what they take, you know, if they do bring Deathwing Knights, Deathwing Knights are very hard. They can absolutely just... Ooh, tear a new one into an abbey squad or anything they touch but it is with a chaplain i think over 500 points so that's a significant portion of their army and if they bring a turn if they bring deathwing knights and the lion that's a thousand points uh or uh, maybe not quite a thousand uh like 800 um so huge portions of the army and I think GSE, as we see with Eldar, still have a very good game into elite armies. Into um, just not a lot of stuff on the board, not a lot of chaff. You know, spending, putting all of their all of their points into these into these units that they're trying to buff up. GSE, like just because acolyte bombs are a thing, have a good game into that. Um, so makes sense. Um, moving down the line, Death Guard showing a based off two games showing a 50% win rate. Yeah, um, Death Guard still. Uh, I mean, I th I think Death Guard put, took a lot of people by surprise, but the ability to make us minus one ballistic skill, minus one weapon skill, um, and the fact that their aura starts three inches on turn one, six inches on turn two. And then nine inches by turn three really, really, really uh, just messes with our math super hard. Neophytes, not so much of a problem. You know, obviously, we're going to be outside nine inches anyway. Um, we have a good answer to Plague Marines. Yeah, seismics are still a, are still a good, good marine killing, basic marine killing gun. Uh, but obviously, it's going to be Acolytes. Uh, acolytes are usually not coming until turn two you know they you do have the ability to get get one into turn one by using uh by using shadows and going second but that's not a consistent way to um to really fight death guard uh because 50 oh, percent of the time you're going to be going first i do think that this data when you're looking at it is going to be isn't going to be super honest. Um, again, this is the no fault to anyone who collects this data. Like I said, I'd like to use StatCheck just because they are they are the most consistent 
most um, fleshed out data that I've seen. Uh, not to say that any other sources of uh, 40k data aren't good. Um, just StatCheck has all my answer that I'm looking for. But yeah, back to the point at hand. Yeah, you're if you haven't played against Death Guard yet, after their change, you're really gonna notice that um, turn two, turn three, dropping those acolytes down, it hurts. It hurts. Um, and aberrants too, um, because they're gonna have nerglings, so you're gonna be minus one weapon skill, and then the nerglings have the minus one to hit in melee aura. So hitting on fives. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, plus, don't forget that they do have their, they do make you minus one toughness. So, strength four weapons are now wounding neophytes on twos. Strength four weapons are now wounding acolytes on threes. Uh, aberrants still, still shore up their math a little bit by, um, by A being toughness six down to toughness five, but being minus one to wound when strength is higher than toughness. You know, it's uh, there's not a lot of weird breakpoints unless you start getting into. They're they're always gonna be pretty much wounded on threes and fours, um, unless they have anti-infantry, which they do with their spears with some of their uh, spears. So, but yeah, I I think if you're uh, if you're taking a look at this data, uh, take it with a grain of salt just based off of the lack lack of games. Death Watch, not showing any data, makes sense. Uh, showing a 50% win rate into Drukhari. Uh, Drukhari, I guess if they have just a lot of stuff, it's the same thing with Sisters. Sisters just have a lot of stuff. So that means like those three inch screens that a lot of other armies like Eldari and different flavors of Marines, those three inch screens that they really can't try and uh, try and prevent those three inch deep strikes. Um, that's not really a problem with Drakari. Um, it's not really a problem with sisters. It's not really a problem with any army that's just allowed to take a lot of stuff. So, you know, nids. Um, so I can see losing a game to Drakari. Uh, if they're just able to get that primary lead, um, obviously their rules are <laughs> yeah, not great, um, but T3 single wound um, blobs of dudes can die to witches. <laughs> One of the few things that witches are able to to kill somewhat consistently. So um, now I don't think that anyone should be writing their, their list with the Drukhari matchup in mind. But, you know, as with any army, don't just write them off. Um, Going down the line, Grey Knights, um, only one game here but with a 0% run rate. I think uh, I think Grey Knights are actually a fine matchup. I mean, it's not particularly amazing. It's not particularly terrible. Um, it, they do what we do, you know, uppy-downy. Um, so I think the Grey Knight game does turn into a skill matchup they do have some decent guns that uh that, that can really tear us up uh 
believe that their big term unit does have a flamer or flamer or some kind of torrent weapon so there is the the potential for overwatch um i do think if dread knights were to become a lot more common they could probably start putting their boot on us a bit but as of now the the triple triple termy break with uh with just the random um strike marines you know running around doing objectives that sort of stuff um i think that's gonna be fine uh you know again can't write it off but <laughs> um one game with a loss negative 38 percent score differential that could also just be not knowing what great knights do so as with every if you're gonna go to a big gt have a good idea what every army is gonna do but i don't think great knights are should be a problem imperial knights uh 100 right to imperial knights um yeah make it so that's based off three games with an 18 average score differential so winning by an average of 18 points you know it makes sense they really uh they don't really have a defined meta um they only have one knight i believe that one big knight that has the that has the gatling cannon equivalent um to just put out a lot of shots which is what you need but other than that warglaves only have two attacks helverins have eight or this is for shooting sorry uh helverins have ap minus one okay cover cover is a thing um so yeah it, it, it kind of makes sense and with the with the points hit on them uh they just don't have a lot of stuff <laughs> they just don't so you know you could probably get away with only killing warglaves never touching the big knights and uh and being just fine on points which is i imagine what these three players did they're like okay you can keep your warden you can keep your Canis Rex. I'm going to kill all your Warglaves, which, you know, while we don't super enjoy doing when it's IK versus CK and you don't have chain chain cannons, you know, just bursting you down every time you touch ground, uh, it's a lot easier to get that work done. So, next. Five games at a 10% rate. Yeah, so... I think for this next episode, I will try and get a good idea of why the win rate doesn't make sense with the amount of games in. Either A, there's more games than it's showing, or B, that win rate is there's just some something else in the uh, in the algorithm. But um, I'll just kind of stick with the win rate. I think maybe it is the total games that might be uh, a little bit uh, that might not be getting the clearest picture on. But yeah, um, ten percent win rate on for uh, Fotan, hundred percent makes sense. Hundred percent makes sense. Uh, they uh, GSE do not like dudes in trucks. They don't like dudes in trucks. They don't like dudes in rhinos. They don't like dudes in transports that come out and then kill them. And the current <laughs> the current meta Fotan list is six Sagittars two uh two big blocks of hearthguard who just one unit can kill 40 neophytes you put the grenades in one you put the other the other gun in the other 
and you just let them rip. Uh, I mean, that would require a lot of high rolling on their end, and you not doing so great, but it is possible. That's just, so obviously if one hearth guard goes into one Neophyte, it is dead. 100% dead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, just the Votan have all of the answers. They have a lot of stuff. They have scout moves. They have dudes and trucks. Their trucks are actually their Sagittars. If you are bringing Aberrants or you are bringing like Rock Grinders, are really good into those. Uh, it's a it is a uh, anti vehicle gun. Um, so this makes a lot of sense to see a ten percent win rate into Votan. They just they have all of the right answers um, and. They're gonna put their uh, they're gonna put their little angry face on a super easy unit that they're gonna kill. They're gonna get a bunch of CP, and then they're just gonna be able to just spend it all. So, uh, I have yet to find find a good way to uh, to crack Votan. Um, you know, one of the SM planet I'm bringing on. Actually, did play him in a TTS league, and he was—he is a GSC player, but he also plays Votan. And you know, that's something we can kind of maybe uh, touch on when he comes on. But uh, yeah, it's um, Votan just is a very tough nut to crack. Again, you know, we're gonna as as I get some more videos, or excuse me, as I get some more pod, we will dive into each matchup uh, individually, kind of sort out like what is your game plan because not every obviously not every game is just an auto loss it's um no you're never gonna have a zero percent win rate something over you know any stretch of time more than a more than a few months botan is gonna be one of those ones that is gonna be very difficult uh krons um 66 percent win rate into krons right now this is post codex this is pre-FAQ, so they do have their immortal bombs. I think I think we're fine into Krons. Uh, my first game into uh, Wraith Necrons uh, with Canopticord was wasn't that much of a loss. Um, I can uh, I could definitely see how uh, a lot of people can get uh, immediately spooked by that, but you have to think. Um, a, the Immortal Bomb is gone, for all intents and purposes. B, Wraiths do not have great combat, which is why they take pistols. Uh, they just don't have really great damage, period. Um, it took, whenever I had my Abbeys, my Aberrants in the middle with Tangling, it, there was two units of Wraiths, uh, Immortal shooting, plus uh, all the characters that actually have some decent melee all going into them and it took two and a half rounds to get through they their their damage is just not not fantastic um i think as hypercrypt starts to become a bit bigger uh you're going to start to see you're going to start to maybe see that number fluctuate because they'll start playing our up downy game As of right now, with Canopic Court being the uh, the big part of uh, or the the most meta build for Krons, I think um, 
I think seeing that win rate isn't surprising. I think it's a little high. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too spooked by them. If they bring Immortals or if they bring Warrior Bricks, we have the perfect answer into that. <laughs> um, still with Acolytes. Um, so, uh, yeah, do expect to see that change a little bit, but not too much. Alright, so, Orcs showing 0% win rate towards. Um, yeah. Uh, orcs are dudes in trucks. Dudes in trucks who have a lot of attacks that can just cleave through single wound models. Um, that is the is orcs bread and butter. Um, again, balance data slate pending. I don't think that they're on the chopping block. I don't think that they're even close. Uh, you know, the orcs uh, do have just terrible terrible games into not really spectacular games into Krons. I think Sisters kind of really hurt them and then obviously the top um, just does not make their life fun. I think they do have a much better game into Eldar than into CSM. Um, but yeah, their orcs are very difficult. So, makes sense. Um, Space Wolves 60% uh, win rate? Or, sorry. Space Wolves, Space Marine, 60% win rate. Yeah, again, uh, I think if they go more elite heavy build, especially like the the Vanguard uh, Ultramarine build, um, while that build like does it is able to stand up to like Curse Cultists and CSM, it is super elite. Um, they, I mean, they are bringing uh, Inceptors, which you know aren't super fun for us but at the same time uh acolytes and especially uh in this case acolytes and trucks are just really able to kind of dismantle this entire entire list um i mean that's not to say that you're gonna win every game that you go into vanguard ultramarines but you know it, it makes sense that the data is kind of uh leaning the way it is Space Wolves, 100% uh, win rate, um, only showing one game, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, Tau Empire is 0% win rate, that's a little bit, that's a little bit strange. I think that's probably also from lack of games. Uh, we have a pretty good, good game into Tau. Um, they, uh, same, same way that we have a good game into Eldar, they kind of do what Eldar do try and be fast around the map have a lot of sh good shooting and map control but they just do it worse <laughs> so um now breacher fish are are becoming a lot more meta so i could uh i could see how the breacher fish game would be a little bit harder for us but i think uh i think most of your games in tower are gonna be be okay i, would, I wouldn't be too spooked by this data uh, not enough data for not enough data for Thousand Suns. Uh, Thousand Suns is a they any <laughs> any army that just oops all flamers is gonna be it's gonna be a thing for us. Uh, but they are very elite. Um, and once you start taking away their sources of cabal points, it makes your life a lot easier.
NIDs, uh, showing 50-50, I can see this, uh, depending on what NID, uh, what kind of NIDs that they bring, if they bring, uh, just, like, Invasion Fleet with just a lot of stuff, or the, uh, or the Swarm with just a lot of stuff, like, that's gonna be hard, but if they go a little bit more elite, um, uh, you know, like, if they go just oops all, oops all big monsters, You'll find yourself doing, I'd say, a bit better uh, just on the fact that you're going to have a lot more board control, you're going to have a lot more OC on the table, and um, while their big stuff do hurt, they do suffer from a more limited amount of shots overall. So, um, yeah, I think I think into those games you're just going to be able to kind of uh, grind through... Uh, Crying through just out seeing them and just having a lot of stuff. And World Eater showing a 83% win rate, which is super surprising. Uh, World Eaters, well, it's it's one of those games. Um, I can see having a good win rate into World Eaters, but having 83% win rate is very interesting. Uh, World Eaters are um, they're one of those armies where if you make a mistake, if something is out of just not in the right place um, they capitalize it and table you so if you are smart um, especially these guys bring catachans and chimeras I can see them having a decent win rate into them just because they'll have uh, they'll have scouting transports that the world leaders are gonna have to chew through um, before they get to the meat of our army and um, they are at the end of the day marine profiles uh, and Termian Profiles with sometimes a Feel No Pain, but even then, Seismics have a way of not caring about that Feel No Pain. Um, and obviously, Acolytes. Acolytes do what Acolytes do. So, yeah. No, uh, 83% rate is a bit high, um, but I, with a somewhat positive win rate, I can see that. That makes sense. All righty then. So um, now we're gonna just transition into some of the more uh, popular lists that are going around. I'm gonna, I will take a look at some of the RTT. Like if it's an RTT list with a uh, with a three and O, I'll uh, I'll I'll take a look at it. As well as uh, we're not winning. We have been winning GTs, so I can't really say. Uh, I'm gonna pick if if we do have a GT winning list in here, definitely 100%. We'll uh, we will take a look at that. But um, any of the um, <clears throat> any any GT list that you know has a has a decent win rate, we'll take a look at just to have a good idea of uh, of what uh, people who are having some has having some uh, decent success at GTs take a look at what they're bringing. Again, this is all going to be from uh, BCP. Uh, highly recommend using them for uh, just for being able to get a good idea of what people are bringing. Uh, obviously, if you go to GTs, you're, you probably have a download just to submit your list, but paying the five bucks a month gets you a lot of great information. So, or you know, you could uh, just listen to. Uh, Ascension Day, and uh, and then you get it right for you. 
All right, so going through, um, we do have, uh, if I mess up anyone's name, I'm so sorry, uh, but we do have Gurjo Raz, Raz? Uh, winning a, coming first place at RTT at uh, Grim Hussars and HCC 40k tournament on, uh, looks like this was December 15th. So he's bringing double Clamavus, Killer Morph Nexus, uh, Triple Primus, and a Saboteur. Double Clamavus, um, if you really, really hate Inceptors, <laughs> you know, I could, uh, I could see that. Uh, I could also, depending on, you know, how a lot of, uh, armies how uh, how much they really want to dive into uh to deep striking uh, units i think um at an rtt this can make sense you know if you know what what the meta you're gonna be running into is having a tech choice like this might be a might just uh, just make your life so much easier double acolytes with demos triple neophytes with uh grenades and seismic grenades and seismic grenades uh, so he has, oh sorry, one grenade seismic, and then one, two, okay, three grenades and seismic, two grenades and mining lasers, gotcha, and then Achilles wheel drummer and a five-man unit of pure strange. Um, yeah, uh, again, I think uh, with an RTT, mining lasers can make sense if you know that you're going to be dealing with, you're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of vehicles, you know, bringing that as a tech choice. I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with mining lasers to begin with, uh, especially if you're not going to be taking aberrants. You're going to be taking, um, you know, a hundred neophytes, um, having a unit uh, with mining lasers or two units with mining lasers, and then the other three with seismics. I. I, I think that's perfectly fine. That will kind of give you the anti-tank punch that you're missing with not taking abbeys with lethal um, with lethal hits or not taking like ridge runners with mining lasers. You know, it does give you some consistent ranged uh, anti-tank output. So, but good job, good job, Gerjo, Gerjo. Again, I'm sorry. Um, so we do have uh right after that we do have paul yunson um within the stat check team so representing that stat check great job on december 16th uh at an rtt i do remember him saying this was his first rtt that he went with, went to with uh, jc so awesome job man and he took a clam of this a nexus triple primus uh, double reductus uh so yep makes sense uh, cunning on one of the Primus, um, so it looks like he will not be taking Aberrants in here. Um, so one, two, three, ten-man units of Acolytes with bombs, two five-man units of Acolytes with bombs, uh, then one, two, three Neos with Seismics and Grenade Launchers, and then he has a drum. Makes sense. Uh, if, um, I feel like you're only gonna really see this many units of acolytes if you are taking the truck to uh, to do the drive-by bombing run. Uh, if this is something that you intend on doing, please just make sure that you uh, check with your TO 
and get his his or her scoop on whether or not uh, the the um, bombs are going to be used if they're shot by the truck or not. Uh, I know WTC has ruled uh, that has ruled that once you or was it GW? See, even I'm forgetting. Um, different uh, different governing bodies have ruled it differently. Let's just put it that way. So if you are planning on bringing a truck filled with acolytes, just make sure that you talk to your TO, and that way you know whether or not you're going to be uh, you're going to be uh, able to use that that particular strategy. But yeah, good job to Paul. Um, super super good uh, super good standard list. Uh, has has all just bunch of GSE good stuff. So going down the line, um, we do go to this Rise of the Empire uh, GT, and I do want to shout out Eric Tat, who did go. Uh, looks like he went six and two, so ending up in twenty fourth place uh, with a. Uh, out of uh, 89 people, so great jobs at him. And we can take a look at his list. Let's see what we got. We have a Biophagus with Prowling Adjutant. Okay, interesting. Uh, we have a Nexus and Triple Primus, one with Focus of Adoration, so that's going to be your heroic king for free, and a uh, Reductus Saboteur. So, not taking. Inscrutable Cunning on the Biophagus, uh, so that that's interesting. But uh, you know, it uh, he did was able to go six two with it, so you're definitely not going to judge. And especially now that we really don't have a defined meta list, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of anyone's game. So um, looks like uh, only one acolyte unit, ten man with bombs. One, two, three. Four 10 man or 20 man units of neophytes. Um, all of a seismic cannon, and it looks like a couple of them do have webbers instead of grenade launchers. Perfectly reasonable. Um, you know, I, I myself have thought about floating in between grenade launchers and webbers. Uh, I just, I do like, I just like that grenade launchers are able to just put a little bit more wounds on on vehicles um but then again you could just roll a lot of sixes uh with webbers and then he has a uh, 10 man unit with uh, seismics and weather webbers and then 10 aberrants two achilles reed runners all mortars um so yeah i'd say pretty pretty stock standard uh gsc list has all the good stuff very well balanced. Um, only one unit of acolytes is interesting, but again, if you're going in to a particular meta or you're feeling really strongly like you're not gonna have to worry about big breaks or something, you're not gonna have to worry about single elite units that just have to go away. Taking one or even maybe even taking none is is something that is is possible. You know, neophytes do have just the ability to you know get get dropped down shoot something yeah, as long as it's not charged come back up do it again you know do it again whereas acolytes you are relying on that uh on that blip to come back so it could uh that could definitely get sketchy 
uh, if he wanted to keep using acolytes to their fullest potential. But yep, great job, uh, great job to you, Eric. Okay, so let's see. We do have uh, Colton Cox who went three uh, zero at uh, Hammerhead Games RTT on December thirtieth. He brought an abominant. Uh, a, with Insurable Cunning, uh, Clamavis, a Kellermorph, a Nexus, double Primus, double Reduction Saboteur, so only two Primuses in this one. He does have two 10-man Acolytes with bombs, three Neophyte Hybrids, um, all with Grenade Launchers and Seismics, 10-man of Aberrants, two Ridge Runners. Yep, that is, that is a pretty standard list now only going to primuses uh looks like he went to premises so that way he could possibly fit that uh calamorph and nexus in um you know it's uh i think i think now that we're uh huh. it is um for an RTT, you know that is a good that is a tech choice you can bring if you don't need those rerolls. If you are just going to be able to put those neophytes down and kill what you need killed, that's fine. I I still bring three. I know most people do, but um, I think bringing two is also fine. If you start bringing one or none, that becomes a bit more questionable. I don't imagine we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, a lot of um, three no games with less than two but i think two two you could still get the job done obviously he went three and oh um so good job to him uh good job to you Colton. so we did have michael house going four and one at the exterminatus uh eight rise of the noodle gt coming in 10th place he brought Sunset Peach Girls is the name of his list with a Locust, Primus, 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 a Triple Primus, and Triple Reductus Saboteur. Alright, so he has Cunning on the Locust. He has uh, three 10 man units of Acolytes with bombs, one, uh, two Neos with Seismics and Grenade Launchers, one 10 man with Seismics and Grenade Launchers. Acolytes, or sorry, Achilles, excuse me, Achilles Ridge Runner, Hybrid Morse, which I'm guessing is where the Locust is going, and two units of Taroxes with Catajans. Okay, here's the spicy tech. So, uh, I think a lot of the top, uh, a lot of the top Gene Sealer Quilt players are starting to put some more points in, in uh, Brew Brothers, it makes sense. It's so a catch hand, a 10 man catch hand unit is bringing uh, 10 dudes. So two flamers, seven and then uh, seven las guns and um, putting them in a Tarox, that's 65 points. So that's, that is 120 points you're getting 10 dudes in a truck and that's going to be OC 20 because they are battle line 
and uh, they do get a, I believe it was an extra pip of AP and strength on the charge for those Kachans. So, you know, for the price, and they, most importantly, they give Scout. So that is a Scouting Tarox uh, with 20 OC inside of it. Um, you know, it makes sense. For the price, it's it's really hard to turn your nose up on, on bringing these... Uh, Catachans or Cadians. Um, I haven't seen anyone bring in Deathcore Krieg yet, but you know, there is uh, there's also people talking about Kasserkin, uh, Tempesta Scions. So there's a lot of really good tech that's within the uh, Imperial Guard book that we can we can use. Um, and I definitely encourage all of you guys, if you have access to, to Guard, you know, Toss them, toss them in your list. See, uh, see what you could do. Toss a couple Lehman Russes, you know, Earth Shakers. You know, I, I think it, it, if anything, it's adding spice to what's been a pretty stale meta. I, I honestly, in my opinion, for uh, for GSC. Um, I mean, granted, we are uh, we are just workout index where all other factions are getting their full their full book, but. Uh, I think uh, digging into that uh, into that guard book, you know, I, th I think you can get some really spicy tech. But I do, li I definitely do like this list. I like this list a lot. I like, uh, I do like metamorphs. Um, you know, they. Um, I wish they were a little bit cheaper, <laughs> but that's with uh, everything with GSC. But yeah, give them the locust the fights first. Uh, they're gonna be infiltrating, and they do fight on death. So. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So good job to you, Michael, going four and one. Uh, I'm going to stay away from team tournaments uh, unless uh, someone specifically wants me to review that uh, through the uh, through the Discord. Um, then, then for these uh, for the Stay of the Cult videos or uh, podcasts, sorry, I'll uh, I'll go over them. Alright, so also looking at Chris Gorman going uh going three and two. Good good job, Chris. Uh, here's one that I wanted to take a look at. Yep, so this is the last chance for GT. Kyle Perry going uh going uh three and two. But I do remember looking at his games, and they were, and his losses were very close. He ended up coming eighth in this. It looks like he is part of the uh, Xenos Betting Zoo uh, team. So coming in, uh, coming in eighth out of 22, 22 players. But I liked his list a lot. So he has an abominate, very good, love him. Single Primus, single Primus, prowling adjutant. So, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I mean, I do still stand by what I say about about uh, really needing two. If you are, if you are going to be bringing neophytes, that is. <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't if you don't bring uh, if you don't bring neophytes, then uh, have at it with how many promises you are bringing. Uh, but uh, I mean. He, he did play, like I said, his losses were, were quite close, and the uh, caliber of people he was playing were, were pretty high. Uh, but yeah, 
Primus Prowling Adjutant, a couple of Reductus Saboteurs, a Sanctus. Um, looks like one, two, you, uh, Acolytes with Demos. One Neophyte unit with Grenade Seismic. One Ten Man with uh, Flamers and Heavy Steppers. Interesting. Um, Alright, see. One unit of Neophytes and one Primus. There you go. If you're only going to bring one, then thanks. So I suppose you could just bring one Primus. Makes sense. Uh, Acolytes don't really need them. Um, but, you know. And then, um, you know, if Aberrants. Two Ridge Runners uh, with Mind Lasers on these guys. You know, five man Gene Stealers, Pure Strain, and then triple Catachans and triple Chimeras. Solid. Chimeras are nice. They have Flamers. Their Lasgun Array can just uh, ESs Lasgun shots, but uh, if you're trying to deal with um, if you're trying to deal with Elves, Lasguns kill elves um i think this is some great tech triple cat chance triple chimeras that's that's a lot of oc that you're that you're pumping around uh as i'm sure most of you all know primary playing the primary game right now is very difficult for us uh so definitely like this list it's a big mix-up i uh i like that he 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 is kind of pushing away from the norm. Um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode, I'll kind of go over my list that I'm, that I'm thinking about bringing to a GT. I'm coming to that's like, also kind of goes away from the norm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good job to you, Kyle, Kyle Perry. Um, yeah, great list. Really enjoy, really enjoyed reading that. I can imagine that was a lot of fun to play. Um, and then Sanctum RTT LVO Prep on the 6th of January, we have Rock Liberty from Team Sausage Fest. Oh yeah, real good. Um, so what we got for characters? We got Abominant with Cunning, fantastic. Keller Morph, uh, Locus, Nexus, Triple Primus, uh, Double Saboteur. Very cool. I do like uh, tossing in some of our other loan op options, you know, whether it be the Calamorph or the Sanctus. The Calamorph is able to get free three-inch deep strike. The Sanctus can does have a precision and dev wounds uh, that he's able to, and uh, he does have the ability to have anti-psyker. So anti-psyker dev wounds, you know, you can kiss those uh, spirit seers goodbye if he has a chance to shoot at him. So, some decent tech with that. But yeah, uh, two 10-man units of Acolytes uh, with bombs. Three Neos with Seismic and Grenade Launchers, Aberrants, and Retro. So, I'd say pretty stock standard uh, GSC list. You know, kind of, uh, kind of uh, diving in a bit... Uh, deeper into the uh, Kellum or to having a bit more uh, loan ops which is great I love that uh, definitely gonna play the uh, help play the mission a little bit better you know throw uh, throw dudes on your on your home objective if you need to if you don't have to worry about uh, deep strikers um, the locus is interesting um, 
So I am curious if he put one of those with his acolytes, maybe? So that way they could come down, blow something up on objective, and then have them sit behind a wall. And, uh, you know, acolyte, acolyte melee is not, is not bad. The locust melee is also not bad. It's, uh, it's damage too. So now those uh, acolytes have fight first, so whenever they have to get flushed out, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I can see. If you have the points, I mean, Locust is 45 points. It's, uh, you know, if you have the points to be able to fit them in, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. We're already going to give a, a ton of Assassinate, you know, that that's just that's just GSC. You're going to give up Assassinate. There's really nothing you can do about it. Um, so just focus on score more than the other guy. All right. And um, that will about do it. Oh, we do have the Scarab GT on January 13th going four and one second place at the Scarab GT. Fantastic. So it looks like second place out of 18 players. Really good. Old Robin Roberts. Let's see what which brought Robin Roberts. Uh, he brought a Bominant uh, Clan of this. Two Kellermorphs, three Primuses, and a Saboteur. So it looks like no cunning on everybody. You know, that's uh, if he can get away with it, you can get away with it. Uh, looks like we have uh, two 10 mans of Acolytes with bombs, one 5 man of Acolyte with bombs, uh, 10 man of hybrids with can't Seismics and Webbers, and then two, uh, a 20 man with Seismic and can't. Or seismic and Webers, and then another 10 man with Seismic and Webers. So we do have a 10 man unit of Abbeys, uh, a Ridge Runner with Mortar, and 5 man unit of, of Metamorphs, and 5 man unit of Gene Sealers, and one Cyclops Demolition Vehicle. So, very interesting. Um, I'm curious uh, as to why. Bring the pure strains and the metamorphs, and not just making one of those a ten man. I imagine the metamorphs, and then you can put the. Uh... Hmm. You know, well, either way, it uh, you know, the uh, the metamorphs having a fight on death is, isn't nothing. That could definitely help pure strains uh, uh, being able to have a. Uh, Pure strains being able to have infiltrate plus advanced charge is solid. Yeah, for five, uh, for those five lads. Um, yeah, interesting list. Uh, only going with the one brick of uh, Neos, I'm guessing, so that way he has the two, two smaller units to kind of zip around. You know, do homers, do uh, investigate some signals. Yeah, and two color morphs. I think I think the Kalamorphs with a three-inch deep strike is uh, I think that could be very clutch situationally. Um, yeah, I've thought about bringing them myself, but yeah, I can see see yeah, Kalamorphs might be good. Um, scrolling to the end, we do have Mike McComb at the 13th of January at a, a Winter Assault RTT going in first place. Congrats, Mike. Or second place, sorry, but still very good. Uh, looks like he has. Oh, 
Okay. He has uh, one icon ward with cunning. That's all of his. Uh, that's all of his characters. Very good. Uh, looks like uh, three twenty mans. Uh, or sorry, two twenty man neophytes with seismics and flamers. Two twenty mans with mining lasers and grenade launchers. One, two, three, four, five acolytes with demos. <laughs> and three trucks. My man just wants to see the world explode. And I'm all about it. This is a list. I mean, it uh, it obviously worked. You can't uh, if you if you bring enough if you bring enough you know strength twelve firepower, you could uh, you could get yourself out of situations. Oh. Well, Mike, I hope uh, I hope I can see you rocking this, rocking this personally. I, I'd love to see this on the table. Hell yeah, he. Uh, he was like, I'm not giving you any assassinate. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have the BC40K League Finals with Alex McDougal. Alex McDougal being one of the mainstays in the uh, in the in the GSC scene, coming in coming in first place. Look at that. Alex McDougal. All right, first place at this league finals. Uh, BC, I'm guessing British Columbia. Uh, out of 20 players. So, oh. Um, let's see what his list is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the names on some of these lists. Uh, looks like we have Bominant with Cunning. Awesome. Nexus, great. One, two, three Primuses. A Reductive Saboteur. It looks like we have one, two, three acolytes with demos. One big brick of neophytes with grenades and seismics. One, two, three ten mans with uh, grenades and seismics. Abbeys, Achilles Ridge Runner, triple Cyclops demos. Really cool. I like this list. I think it's solid. Yeah, I think it's a solid list. Triple Cyclops, you know, those guys can be worth their weight in gold. Just drive up, do homers. Have a guy for behind enemy lines, dies, gives out mortals. I love it. You know, having the nexus in, so uh, so you have that pretty free perfect ambush. Yeah. Solid list, solid list. I can see how this goes. How this was able to go all the way. Um, yeah, good job, Alex McDougal. Solid showing. And for our last, uh, our last list on Scrubbin BCP, we have Nicholas Bialik, uh at the LVO from Wish.com RTT. Fantastic. He went 3-0, came in second place out of uh, 17 players. So good job. And uh, let's take a look at your list. Um, you have Biofigus with Cunning, Nexus, a Patriarch. Very good. All right, interesting. Double Primus and a Reductus. Looks like we have one, two Acolyte Bombs. One, two Neophytes with, uh, one Neophyte with Mining Lasers, one with Seismic, and both Grenade Launchers, 10-man units of Abbeys, Achilles Ridge Runner, and two 10-man units of Pure Strains. Nice. All right. So, uh, really trying to 
trying to get have that alpha strike uh, just right off the bat, you know, have those pure strains infiltrating, um, getting getting all those uh, getting all those buffs from the patriarch. <sighs> I wish the patriarch was was like fifty points, <laughs> ninety five. But you know, uh, it, it, patriarch can still punch. Uh, you know, he can still punch. Uh, he's giving a. He, he is giving it he is giving his pure strains uh, dev wounds which is nice um, and uh, giving off that battle shock test that out of sequence battle shock test and uh, his own and his own claws are pretty good five attacks weapons uh, weapon skill two strength six AP two two damage but dev wounds and twin link twitches the that is what you want to see. That's what you want to see. Dev wounds plus twin linked is ooh, that can that can mess him up. Um, yeah. So overall, though, you know, we definitely have a theme of of the uh, of the units that we're bringing. Built. A, we don't have that much. <laughs> we don't have that much units to begin with. Uh, and uh, and B. Um, we're still we're still relying on our index but um yeah here i will uh, i'm gonna take a i'm gonna break out my list so this is the list i'm looking at bringing i'm pretty excited i uh i'm just kind of putting my my dick on the table and seeing seeing uh, seeing what someone's gonna do about it so i'm bringing uh this isn't set in stone yet, but well, <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun, so I kind of want to do it. <laughs> so I have an Abominant, I have a Biophagus. You, you probably get where this is going. Biophagus with Cunning. Um, I'm still debating if I want to bring a Nexus or if I want to bring a Sanctus. That's still up in the air, but currently I have a Nexus, Triple Pyramus, one Saboteur. Two acolytes with two 10 minute acolytes with bombs, two 20 man neophytes with seismic and grenades, and then two 10 man units of aberrants. Muscle Beach is back. Muscle Beach. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna try and uh, try and bring to this uh, the GT that I got going up. But um, we'll see. That it's still a few weeks away. List submission isn't gonna be until after. Um, until after the data slate so if something just becomes wildly apparent to bring you know i will and if not if i'm still dealing with chosen plus chaos lords coming out of rhinos and votan coming out of uh you know their little dune buggies then uh i might just throw 20 20 aberrants in their face and say okay let's see how many four ups i can roll but that is the end of the episode um i hope you guys like this one so these these state of cold episodes are going to be a little bit more again just me me monologuing a little bit i try won't, won't try to do too much going into some of these uh some of these statistics going to some of these lists and if you want to have a list reviewed um again please submit that list via discord um you do have to be a a uh, subscription member to uh, to put the to request a list. It's gonna be five bucks a month. 
it's gonna stay five bucks a month. It's never gonna go up. I will not be uh, I will not be cutting any content or trying to put anything behind a paywall. Um, I'll uh, I'll I'll still continue to release all the uh, podcast episodes in their full length. Um, but this is just a, a way of showing your support and giving your uh, and allowing you to you know have a little bit of a little of input into the show. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, and if you have, uh, if you have any, uh, any feedback for the show that you could leave that at the discord and, uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thanks.